This is part two of More to Come South by Southwest 2013 special. Next, an interview with David Steinberger of Comixology. Okay, well, this is Calvin Reed um, once again uh, from South by Southwest Interactive, and I'm here with David Steinberger, the uh, co-founder of Comixology, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, Comixology's growth over the last year and what he's doing in South by, uh, in addition to doing a panel and presentation. So, um, hi, David. Welcome to More to Come. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So, um, obviously, we had, uh, I was able to talk to you in Frankfurt, so this is great. Now we're, we're back in the USA now. Uh, but um, Comixology, obviously, has really grown to be really kind of an exciting part of the digital market, really kind of a dominant uh, marketplace right now. Yeah. Um, and can you tell me a little bit about growth over the last year? Yeah, I mean, we were literally in 2012... Uh, about three times the size as we were in 2011 in terms of how many comics we sold and how many people were using the site. Just about every metric we have is if you add up 2009, 2010, 2011, Mm -hmm. 2012 was bigger on almost every metric from buyers to how many comics were downloaded to... um, uh, how many apps were downloaded. It was just a great year for us. That's awesome. And, I mean, it's really... I mean, digital comics... Are kind of not a marginal, <laughs> they're not a marginal medium anymore. They really have moved into the mainstream. Yeah, they have. And, and uh, what's really amazing is you have the print growth too. Like, yes. Yeah, right? So, an important, and listen, important I like to say, point. I, I yeah. want to beat my chest a little bit on yeah. this and say, important you know, point. We, we said that. Yes, we absolutely. You did. told the publishers mm-hmm. we didn't think we had to be disruptive mm-hmm. and that it was already a poorly distributed medium to start with, mm-hmm. and with digital, it could only help. And, and I think you know, we show that both in U.S. growth and the fact that we may have been three times the size as 2011 and 2012, but a good portion of that is outside the U.S., and they don't have any distribution of English yeah. or North American comics at all. Yeah, I want to yeah, ask you about that amazing. as well. Yeah. Um, it's certainly, I've seen over the last year or so that uh, physical retailers who were very apprehensive about digital comics in general are really, uh, their attitude has changed dramatically. Uh, and I guess you've seen that as well, because yeah, you've always I mean, tried to work with yeah, the retailers. It, it, the, the, you know, the fact that they were up uh, over 10% last year is a great help to their attitude towards towards digital. And, and uh, you know, where we were just a mouthpiece saying, hey, to them anyway, saying, hey, we think we can work together and, mm-hmm. and do great things. Some of them got it. There are a few that got it and work with us, mm-hmm. and, and uh, a bunch more that... that we're a little scared, understandably, sure. and the last year was very helpful uh, in proving at the point of, like, this is an exchange. I mean, we figured out for our digital retailers that 70% of the people that buy from them, or the retailers, the, the local retailers that use our digital services that uh, with an affiliate store, 70% of the people that buy from them had bought from us first. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, it's not like yeah. we're taking customers, it's more... More often, you know, you're really, it's you're sending customers. And, and, you know, customers it's, are going to choose mm-hmm. where they want to buy their books, Regardless of what we do or yeah. what what the retailers do, um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 been very yeah. great. It's been great. It's a, like a form of, of sampling, really. People are sort of reading well, digital comics and, and and really going to their to stores to, to, to find out. Quite more. a few do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Uh, one of the things actually we I remember us talking about in Frankfurt was, was just how popular um, Comicsology app is in, uh, in I think it was the number one app in France. Yeah, it's the number one English book language app. comic book app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. English language comics for uh, huge for many European countries uh-huh. actually. Uh, 
of course, around the world in the English-speaking uh, countries, you know, Australia, New Zealand, all that. But, you know, we're, we're um, often the number one book app in France uh, and in Spain and in Germany uh, and occasionally in Italy as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's all English-language content. You know, we're very slowly starting to roll out our... our um, more international content. Yeah, I wanted to ask you because you, you opened a French office, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so yeah. We, we, we launched Comics All to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that'll be, yeah, it's based out of uh, Paris. We have, we have a couple of guys out there. Uh, we launched our first truly multinational app mm-hmm. uh, around The Walking Dead in January. So if you're in Europe and you get The Walking Dead app from Comixology, you can buy the French version or the English version. Wait, this is um, awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was our first step. And mm-hmm. that gives us a really nice, um, high-impact opportunity to try out how does how does working, how do you handle two different languages in mm-hmm. the same store? Yeah, um, interesting. And, and give us a small platform to try that out with, and that'll be rolling out then to the main platform so that you know, as so we get French content and other languages, mm-hmm. Spanish and everything else, um, we're going to be able to present that in a way that if you want to see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, you've got different kind of worldwide mm-hmm. rights and all that kind of thing, too. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, if you're in Europe right now, if you get the Walking Dead app, you can switch from the English store to the French store. That's cool. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. And other languages are coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we want to take it. See, one of the things I think we've done right is that we have a really good user experience, and we continue yeah. to focus first on the reading experience and the shopping experience and, and they're, you know, the multi-language thing does present some challenges to mm-hmm. that. Um, and so we're taking it nice and slow and making sure that we roll out strong and, and with great product and without uh, without bugs as much as possible. Um, and what about payment? How, um, how are you handling the exchange? I guess the software takes care of it. When we roll out big time to the main platform, to the Comixology branded platform for, you know, web, iOS, Android, Windows... Kindle Fire, um, several of those, like iOS and uh, Amazon and Google, all have multinational payment platforms, and so we use their platforms in that case. On the web, we're going to be, you know, having our own payment gateways yeah. for both mm-hmm. euros, uh, U.S. dollars, potentially pounds, and on and on and on as you roll mm-hmm. out. So it is, it's, it really is kind of exponentially more complicated as you get going, but mm-hmm. the point has always been, like, we think there are comic books out there for everybody yeah. to read. And and getting that content, you know, in all languages as as much as we possibly can, and, and then the, having the experience that's flexible enough that somebody who's not to comics can, can understand it mm-hmm. and find the content they like is that's our main goal. Well, I've, I've heard you speak before and talk about just the need to get comics in front of more readers. Yeah, yeah. and to have the right content. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, and obviously, I want to ask you just a, a little bit about Comixology Submit. Also, something that you've been talking about a while, and it looks like it's really kind of ready for prime time now. Yeah, yeah, we released <laughs> it last Wednesday. Um, we've been working on it since, I think we first announced it in October in beta testing. Mm-hmm. And we've gone through several several layers of beta testing to come out on this end with a really simple... It's really great. It's really... It's, <laughs> you know, so we... we uh, I'm really proud of this because, you know, when we launched, mm-hmm. we launched with... Eight publishers and eighty books. Okay. And now we have, and that was probably all publishers with less than 0.1 percent of the market mm-hmm. each. You know, mm-hmm. we probably launched with 0.5 percent of the print yep. market. Yeah. Couldn't get the time of day for Marvel and DC at that point. And, and, and the success it makes it it creates these bottlenecks of 
if you're doing contracts on paper, you can't really just open up. Mm. You gotta have people like sending stuff around and NDAs and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's just insane. And so the idea of of having a platform where somebody can come in, sign up digitally con- uh, sign up mm-hmm. for the contract they own their own work we don't take any IP rights they set the price it's completely non-exclusive um, and it's really like we've had some feedback now since we went mm-hmm. public and I'm happy to say like in the first three days we have we have um, reviewed and accepted several books already mm-hmm. so they're already in the pipeline of being public and when we launched yeah. on Wednesday we had 35 new titles awesome. from our beta testers mm-hmm. some big names in there like yeah, uh, Becky Wheeler Shannon Wheeler, yeah, Wheeler yeah. Yeah. Um, and, who were kind enough to test it out mm-hmm. with us and uh, seemed to have enjoyed mm-hmm. it as well and and, uh, and now have you know Becky Clune's mini comics are now available to yeah. everybody so um, and you're 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 um, you're judging some of the work I'm making, are you are accepting curating. everything no, yes, you're curating not, yes no, okay we're yes. unlike uh, Amazon or, or yeah. some of the other just take take it and mm-hmm. unless it's illegal we'll publish it we really think that our users, our customer base, mm-hmm. really come to find something professional sure. and, and of high quality. And, sure. you know, this is the opportunity for these creators to test out material, to see what's working, what's mm-hmm. not working. And, and yeah, they get to be next to Marvel's books and DC's books mm-hmm. and Image's mm-hmm. books, you know. And, frankly, I think that a great example, uh, Monkey Brain. You guys, yeah, you guys sure. know Monkey Brain. So Monkey Brain's been doing digital-only mm-hmm. comics for the last few months putting together a really great catalog and now several of their creators are getting their books published in print by some pretty high-end yeah. publishers yes awesome that is one way I see this working yeah. right we become we do the first level of curation for the bigger publishers mm-hmm. they see these great up-and-coming talent I guarantee you these are some of these guys are going to get scooped up yeah and that's going to be a real pleasure for us so it gets us back to the roots of we started with the guys that would really pay attention and then we couldn't really support as many as we wanted and the idea that we need content that's very wide-ranging yes. in genre and type, and that's hard to do when you're focused only on the direct market books, mm-hmm. um, I really think that this could really open up a whole range of content and, and exciting discovery for people who aren't necessarily into the kinds of books that are popular in direct market mm-hmm. retailers. Mm-hmm. And, and just as you said, it's really putting a whole nother... Uh, 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 a whole other group of artists making their work available and uh, being able to, to be found not only by readers but by other publishers. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that we're taking all the work out of it. Obviously, mm-hmm. you need you know you need to be able to tell people uh, you know how to find your books and do mm-hmm. your social stuff and all that. But the the fact that you know we're talking with Shannon Wheeler who's going to be on the panel this afternoon. I'll yeah. give you guys a little yeah. preview of that. Awesome. Yeah. Is that. You know, he was he started with three hundred books, stapling himself at the Xerox mm-hmm. machine, and he really he says like. The Xerox machine was a huge uh, positive thing for comic mm-hmm. books because suddenly he could go down and for a quarter he could make a book yeah. and then sell yeah. it for 75 cents, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and this is like another thing. We, it takes out a lot of the inconvenience and so you can concentrate as a creator on the work yeah. and then put it out there and see how it does. And you've got distribution and indeed yeah. global yeah, yeah. distribution. And, and Shannon said like, you know, he made three, four different books. Yeah. It became very clear as he ran around Austin and sold it to the different stores here in Austin that... The Too Much Coffee Man one was the one that was selling. He didn't really understand why that was. He didn't think it was particularly better than his other books. Yeah. And yet, that was market testing. Yeah. I think there are a lot of creators that yeah. don't want to go through that huge amount of running around town and trying to figure out distribution before Diamond will pick mm-hmm. you up and trying to get to the right con and get in front of the right person at Marvel or DC or Image or Dark Horse or whatever. So this is, this is the yeah. next opportunity. Yeah. Not everybody is going to make it into mm-hmm. to the platform. Um, because we do have really strict guidelines. So far, mm-hmm. most of the rejections have actually been about 
the files not being of high enough quality. Yeah, interesting. Right? It needs okay. to be yeah. high quality yeah. right. on these HD devices. Um, and like I said, I was really excited to hear that we, we've had a lot of submissions and we've had a few... Uh, few uh, we've, the review process seems to be working very efficiently. And so I think we're going to crank through a whole lot of material over the next few months and, and ongoing. So, yeah, yeah. Really, definitely exciting. Um, well, uh, really, this, to wrap it up, just um, what are you going I know you're doing a panel. Maybe you can tell us a yeah, little bit yeah. about that. You, you have kind of previewed it a little bit. And, and what else do you plan to do here in South by Southwest? So, uh, for, this is my first time in, in mm -hmm. Austin, and obviously then first time in South by. Um, we're, we're sponsoring uh, the closing party for yes, the gaming. Uh, yes. The gaming or the interactive, uh, uh, no, the gaming, South by Southwest Gaming, that's Sunday night, um, which should be a lot of fun. Um, the panel is really about, it's interesting because South by is really about, first, right, bands coming to get discovered, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so our concentration here, we decided, was going to be around submit, was going to be around mm -hmm. creators, was going to be around um, how people get, uh, how our uh, comicsology is given an opportunity for people to get their work exposed and for those of us that love reading comics, how to discover and support these young creators or these creators that, that don't have a mass distribution yet. Um, and then for me, I'm, I'm just going to try to take as much of it in as, <laughs> as possible. I mean, obviously we're do doing a lot of interviews and talking with people, but uh, I got invited to a couple of VIP things that sound kind of interesting that should be fun. and. Uh, and then the party uh, uh, tomorrow night should be yeah. great. Yeah. Well, it, it, it sounds like it's going to be a, a great uh, trip for you and uh, for comics fans as well as, yeah, uh, so. as Comicsology Submit rolls out. So, look, thanks much for giving us some time. Yeah, and um, hopefully I'll probably see you back in New York. Terrific. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks a lot, David. Okay, and we're back. And, uh, yeah, speaking of events, um, last weekend, the big con season kicked off at Emerald City Comic Con. This is uh, huge and growing. I mean, you know, there's a lot of argument over what's the second biggest Comic Con in North America. Uh, the first two are San Diego and New York. But what's number three? Is it Toronto? Is it Chicago? Is it Emerald City? I mean, it sounds like there's like 70,000 people going there. And just the tweets and the blog posts, the Instagrams were, were a thick, heady, frothy <laughs> waterfall of information coming. Uh, just like everybody was there except me, uh, and they had and a everyone on and the east coast. Yes, and everyone on the east coast. But a lot, a lot more people are going from the east coast actually. But uh, anyway, it sounded like there was great, great uh, time there. And um, you know what? Let's kick this over to the briefs, Kate. Maybe you can fill us in on some of the news from Emerald City Comic Con. Well, yes, from Emerald City Comic Con and some creeping in from South by Southwest and one all the way from Japan. We have a number of very interesting book announcements. Okay, so. Uh, Ryana Telgenmeier of Smile and Babysitter's Club fame will create two more graphic novels for Scholastic's graphics label. The first one, entitled Sisters, is coming out in 2014. Meanwhile, Brian Azzarello and co-creator Eduardo Rizzo, well known for 100 Bullets, is doing a 100 Bullets sequel miniseries for Vertigo entire, entitled Brother Lano about the super violent 100 Bullets character Lano. I'm not sure why they're calling him Brother Lano. <laughs> I can only imagine. DC also announced that they are bringing back Astro City with Kurt Bosiak and Brent Anderson, and it's coming in June. And yeah, that uh, book had a lot of people. What is it? How long has it been since that was published? Like three long years. Long time. Yeah. And then it wasn't really even coming out all that much yeah. back then. Yeah. It was well, like I know Kurt had a lot of health problems, and so yeah, well, it's just great to see it back. Yeah, great absolutely. that he can now do it again, absolutely. and that we'll be seeing it again. Uh, Red Sonia, the 
<clears throat> unfortunately boobtastic and low on plot uh, <laughs> interpretation of the comic has been rethought. It has been rethought and reimagined and will now be given to Gail Simone with covers by Fiona Staples and then other female cover artists. Yes, such as Colleen Doran, and uh, that's nice to see. It's nice to see, and I mean, I think they will be pleased and surprised to find that they can have both chainmail bikinis and female readers. Yes, that's right. That's right. And two redheads. Redhead to redhead. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, on the other side of the pond, but not the pond you're thinking of, Hiroki Samura, creator of the long manga samurai epic Blade of the Immortal, has announced that he will begin a new serialized manga series, uh, tentatively entitled The Loitering Snow Maiden, coming in May. Awesome. And, uh... And Archie is, as always, surprisingly on trend. (laughs) With both a Glee crossover entitled, wait for it, Archie Meets Glee, and a zombie Riverdale adventure entitled Afterlife with Archie. You know, some would say that Archie has killed both these trends, but I feel the most amazing thing about both these books is they're written by the same person, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, the award-winning playwright and comics writer, who uh, is a producer on Glee and loves zombies. So, you know, pretty <laughs> versatile guy. Um, hey, why not? Yeah, but, uh, you know, I predict that this might be really, really, really risky, but I predict that there will be a panel in this comic of Jughead chowing down on what he thinks is a burger, which is really a human hand. <laughs> or something else, <laughs> like brains. <laughs> In fact, we could yeah have a bet on that subject. But that's not anyway. Good. Lots of news. So lot lots of news coming out, and um, we and have more we briefs. Have? Another announcement is that Viz has announced that they have a new kids comics app entitled Sticky Dot Comics, and so now children, with their parents' permission, of course, can download reasonably priced children's manga. There's money in that there manga and kids' comics, and parents love apps that they can give to their kids as babysitters. So that's a real smart move on business part. Yes, it's a natural match. Also, on the digital front, the famed webcomic Penny Arcade has ended up in an online reality show looking for the best new webcomics artist entitled Strip Search. Yes, and this uh, tying together several of our themes for this week was funded by a Kickstarter. And yes. uh, it's, it's... Very quickly, too. Yes, and I've, you know, watched... as among, I think it was among a bunch of projects that Penny Arcade... I think they did, like, this kind of overall Kickstarter, and some of the money went to that. Uh, but anyway, I, I have watched it, and I actually enjoyed it very much, and I will be watching subsequent uh, episodes. They're up on YouTube. They're only 15 minutes long, but it's kind of just a hoot to see the... The uh, classic MasterChef, uh, Ultimate Fighter, uh, The Bachelor. Uh, <laughs> with comics. With comics, And the yeah. prize is very interesting. Not only is <laughs> it money, but a year embedded in the offices of Penny Arcade. Well, I think that's a kind of a odd-sounding prize. I but mean, money prize is only $15,000, because this is comics. We're too well, small 51, to fail. $15,000 is pretty good. I think most comics people would like to have $15,000. But also, I can see how a webcomic artist who wants to get to the next level would find it a great prize to be behind the scenes and see how what's arguably the most successful webcomic in the world 
is produced in right. Right. Sure. No, absolutely. Not um, to mention the PR. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, what's interesting also to me is like there's some uh, one or two pretty well-known people actually in the contest, um, primarily uh, Erica Moen, who's already well-known for um, her Dar comic and... Um, Oh, she did a, a webcomic with uh, Jeff Parker, whose name I can't remember because I'm lame. But anyway, she's very well established. And, you know, odds on money is for Erica maybe to win this. But I'll say there's a lot of talented. Actually, I just enjoyed looking at them drawing. I thought they were all really talented. And well, I well, kind of enjoyed it. In this way, them. it's kind of a win-win for all of them. Yeah. As long as they can manage not to implode embarrassingly on screen. Because, you know, publicity, man. That's it. Exactly. Um, but let's see. We have one Speaking more. Speaking of yes. publicity. Free comic book day. The comic book industry's uh, most, arguably most successful method of publicity, is doing gangbusters business this year, with record record pre-orders of the free comic books. Um, they 4.6 million comics have been ordered according to uh, Diamond, and over 2,000 retailers will be taking part in the event. Now, to give you some context, last year, which was also the high at the time. Uh, 3.5 million comics were ordered. So this means that over a million extra comics have been ordered over past years. Right. Um, it's possibly helped by the fact that traditionally Marvel opens a big comic book movie the day before Free Comic Book Day. And um, this year, Iron Man 3 will be coming out. Yeah, well, it seems that I, I, this year's Free Comic Book Day is definitely poised to become uh, a big, big deal, uh, especially with all those comics ordered. I mean, one thing that's important to remember is that they're not really free. Well, they're, they're free to the free to the customer, customer, not free to the comic book yeah, shop at all. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's, it's an investment. something, yeah, because I think it's, uh, I forget what it is, but they do have to pay. I think it's more like uh, a certain amount for a bundle of 25, so, I mean, the 4.6 million, that is a, a actually lot a lot of money r racking up there. I mean, that is definitely six figures worth of money. Um, and uh, but it's being invested, and uh, you know, I think when you says the most successful way of marketing comics, I, I, I think that's very arguable. I mean, some it's, people it's even arguable. think that yeah. it's it's time has come and gone, but I think that it's still a real uh, rallying point. point for people. I think it's a really good way of getting, frankly, kids yes aware absolutely. of and interested in absolutely. comics and to the idea that there is a comic book store in their neighborhood to which they can go. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think necessarily the people who come in for free comic book day on free comic book day will buy more comics. Right. Because, I mean, it's just such a madhouse and a zoo that even I, who buy a lot of comics, tend not to buy them on free comic book day because it's just insane in there. But I think a very good argument can be made for it being incredible publicity and just a way of, of bringing people into shops and familiarizing them with shops yeah, and I who think otherwise it, would not go. I think it's also where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, I think if you see a big line of people lined up to get into a comic shop, you automatically think something cool's going on in there. And, and it, it is. And it is. And something cool, right, something cool is going on. So, I mean, I think just in terms of the buzz and the excitement, I mean, it's really kind of hype. And I think people pay it's attention good hype. to hype. And I think it's important to have that hype. Um, 
for this. I, I should point out that one of the comics being given away is a new Walking Dead comic with a that new never hurts. story about Michonne and uh, everyone's favorite. Everybody's favorite. But I mean, you know, the new exciting character, and it's by Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adlard, and you just can't get any hotter than Walking Dead. So I think no. that probably is one of them. But you know, Marvel is picking off a new start, their new cosmic storyline, and yeah, DC has some big things going on. I mean, there if you look at the list, which is available at FreeComicBook.com. Uh, there's some really great comics, you know, so it's worth braving those lines yeah. just to, to get your hands and on them. And I will them, say, so. I think they have a better slate of comics this year than usual, because I some years, uh, well, let's put it this way, I take them because they're free. Right. I don't know I would pay money for that story. Right, some of them, some of them. But, some of them. Uh, some of them. Uh, it's, anyway, it's a big deal. But it this year they a pretty big good. success, and, um, you know, there's definitely more to come on that, so... Uh, yes. Wow, let's see. Did we cover one more thing. everything? No, nope. one, one more thing. One more. But wait, there's more. Um, ElfQuest, the famous indie fantasy comic by Wendy and Richard Peeney, will now be enshrined in archives for all time at the Columbia University Rare Book Collection because they have donated their entire mammoth ElfQuest archive to the university. Uh, it includes... All the art from basically every issue of the comic ever, uh, all their notes, uh, a copy of, of every single edition of the comic ever printed, so much stuff. If you really love ElfQuest or even are just interested in the history of the self-publishing movement, which they were in and out and in and out of many times... Um, it's an interesting and brilliant resource. And, uh, yeah, I, and this is, again, a testament to Karen Green, who is the, uh, the she's a librarian at Columbia's Library, and she's become the de facto graphic novel uh, expert there, but she's been getting people to give their archives to the Columbia Library. Uh, and notably, library, Chris Claremont. Uh, yeah, Chris Claremont previously did this. Uh, Larry Ty, who wrote a yes. book about Superman, gave his research notes. Now the ElfQuest uh, archives are going to be housed there. Um, for any cultural institution... Uh, this is what you want. You want people to give you their papers. And uh, so this is a real feather in the cap for Columbia, uh, really. Uh, and, you know, obviously for ElfQuest to be there is great. But I, I, it's part of what we've really been talking about for the past few weeks as comics become more embedded in, in educational institutions. Right. And treating them like an art form that has a legacy that needs to be preserved Absolutely. instead of disposable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one more note, actually, this uh, wasn't on our run list, but last night, very sad note, and that Kim Thompson, the co-publisher of Fantagraphics oh, no. Books, was uh, noted that he is uh, suffering from lung cancer. Oh, that's and terrible. And he will be taking some time off to deal with that. Um, you know, Kim, well he should. Yes, and uh, Kim is, you know, he's a young guy uh, and healthy otherwise, and of course we are all sending him our best. And, um, you know, Fantagraphics, one of the absolute pillars of the greatest comics publishers. Seriously. Some of the greatest comics. And Kim, a complete, uh, he's probably not quite as well known uh, in front of the camera, so to speak, uh, as his co-publisher, Gary Groth, but uh, he's a translator, he is an editor, I mean, he's a great guy, and anyway, just uh, thoughts, thoughts he, to He's kind to of him. a comics publisher MVP, I mean, Absolutely. really. Absolutely, yeah. So, anyway, thoughts to him. Well, well, okay, I, I guess we got through it without Calvin. I don't know how we did it, but... Well, I mean, we had remote access, Calvin. That's true. We so. had remote. So, thank goodness, because it's, uh, you know, it's not the same without him. But uh, I guess until next time, there will be more Calvin to come. <laughs> more to come. <laughs>